Hello, and welcome to On Record In Conversation. I'm Jess Collins from the Birmingham Music Archive. In this podcast series, recorded in front of a live studio audience, we explore the vibrant and diverse music history, heritage and culture of Birmingham through the stories of some of those who have shaped and continue to influence the city's musical landscape. We begin with Daps on the Map, who grew up listening to everything from dancehall, jungle and garage to underground grime and rap, and combines these influences into what he describes as grime and B. In this episode, Satnam Rana talks to the Birmingham-born singer and rapper about his life in Birmingham and his burgeoning music career. Good to see you. And you, man. Good to meet you. And you. Seen so much of you online and YouTube and so forth, but it's really great to see you you in the flesh. (laughs) I'm really hoping to cover quite a bit over the next um, 45 minutes to an hour or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know you've been on the music scene now, what, for well over a A decade. A while, yeah. Yeah, But I want to take you right back to the beginning. Beginning Um, of music. Beginning of you, actually. Beginning of me. Yeah. Yeah, Daps, first of all, I know you were a Brummie, but where were you born? I was born, I was actually born in Handsworth for six months, and then I moved to Perry Park. So I'm, I'm Birmingham, born and raised all day. But I was born in Handsworth, uh, what road? Oh, it's, what, what, what road, Mum? Mum, Holly Road. My mum, my mum's over there. My mum's over there. Mums yeah, and my mum and dad's audience, over there. Yeah. But yeah, Holly Road. I was born in Holly Road, and then six months later, I moved to Perry Bar slash like Witten, uh, opposite the Broadway, and I lived there till I was about eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. So all of your formative years. Yeah, my, of all, time. My, all my teens, I was there. Which of course is like the place to be in yeah. 2022 yeah, with the 100%. Commonwealth Games and the 100%. Alex Stadium. <laughs> Can you remember what sort of child you were? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just like that little boy there. <laughs> that little boy there I was is. just like him, my little son, my little champs. I was just like him, so very energetic, very, mommy, 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 daddy, 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 all the time. And loved football, I loved music, like really loved music, but I really loved football as well. I think football was my first love, if I'm gonna be honest, more than music at that time. So yeah, I was just, just a little kid, uh, used to love being outside, used to love being on my BMX and just ha- always had friends as well. I got three brothers, but I always had friends. I, yeah, that was me. That football and the love for football, yeah. did it come from school? Did it come from just being, you know, uh, being bored a bit of time when you were outside with your mates? I would say it came from my uncle. Cause my dad's been into football, but he's not a footballer. Whereas my uncle, my mom's brother, he was, a footballer as well, like he was into football. And his son, who's like my older cousin, he was like the best footballer I'd ever seen. So I was inspired by them a lot. And uh, my uncle, uh, he used to run uh, a play scheme at Newtown Community Centre. And like first starting out, he brought me, like he needed numbers, he brought me. And I think I was about eight, nine. I never looked back since then. Like I've always been football minded, football, focused and I feel like music music took over when I was about 14 15 and if it didn't I would have really tried to be a baller like yeah man are there any parallels have you taken anything (laughs) from your love and passion for football yeah I put it in my music sometimes which team do you sport oh man which team do you which team is it it's not you know it's not and you know you know the bad thing about this year Aston Villa when they used to play you would hear them from my house like you'd hear them scream so 
if you're any Villa fans out here, I'm so sorry I've done you so bad, but I'm not a Villa fan. Are you going to tell us? I'm an Arsenal fan. Oh! What? <laughs> <laughs> He's got something to say. You can sit right here. We can have a chat. <laughs> okay, so how come Arsenal? Because how come a boy from Brum yeah. gets into Arsenal? That's my dad, that is. Yeah, my dad's always been an Arsenal guy. And he used to live with his auntie. And his auntie used to live in uh, Islington, right by Highbury. And when you, outside the toilet window, yeah, toilet window, you could see the cannon. And he always used to tell me that story. So I think I, I used to, for about about two months support the team that my uncle and my cousin support which is the opposite side like I'm not even going to say the name but <laughs> I was supporting that for a couple of months and then I saw the light I saw Tony Adams I saw Ian Wright and I saw the light and I've been there ever since so yeah Arsenal through and through Okay, I'm not going to judge you. Don't yeah, please don't. Please and don't, I, I, don't. I actually don't support Birmingham too. <laughs> and I, and my Are boys. you a Man United fan? No way, Are Jose. Are you a Liverpool fan? No way, Jose. I'm Wolverhampton, Wolfridian State. Wolves, if I did support, but... I, I do like Wolves, you know. Follow them. I, went, I was invited to uh, Wolves versus Arsenal. I got invited to go and watch the Wolves versus Arsenal game. And the hospitality and the way they treated me. And as a football team as well, like... They're, they're decent, man. Decent people from Wolverhampton. Yeah, um, so into your football and then got into your music. You know, as a teenager then, um, you said you were about 14 when you got yeah. into your music. Yeah. What was it that made you um, get into music? Again, being at Newtown Community Centre. Because yeah. I was there from when I was about eight years old until 14, 15. And then after that, I even worked there for a little bit, like uh, picking up the little kids from school until their parents came and then... Like, I used to do that, so uh, music kicked in when I was about 13, 14. We used to do workshops, DJ workshops, and uh, there was the first task. This is like the first time I ever like performed in front of anyone. It was like uh, Newtown Community Centre's arch rivals was called Wally Slawler which is about five minutes walk from Newtown Community Centre. And uh, the guy, his name's Soldier, he was saying, oh, we want you to write a lyric about Newtown Community Centre and basically just big up Newtown Community Centre as much as possible. There's going to be people from all different community centres here. This is the moment. So I was writing, I was writing. And I remember uh, I said, I was about 14, I think I said, I support Newtown, not Wally Slawler. And everyone was like, ah! going on crazy and that feeling that it gave me there and then I think that just I was on it then I was like yeah I want to feel that feeling again I want to do it obviously at, at a young age of 14 you don't know everything you know now but I just knew that I wanted to perform again I just knew I wanted to perform again so it was so, a feeling yeah it was a feeling inside 100 percent do you know, like with Newtown um, Community Centre, you just made me think, because over the years, I've done quite a lot of filming in, in community centres, and I do remember going to quite a lot of um, music workshops. Apache yeah. Indian ran yeah, one yeah, in yeah, Handsworth yeah. that yeah, I went yeah, to yeah. quite a bit. You know, how important are those centres for, for, for teenagers now? And they're not, they're not around in the same not way, are they? not around like that anymore. Like, I, I believe, like, the primary school that I went to was St George's Primary School. It's in the heart of Newtown. And I believe if Newtown Community Centre wasn't around, I wouldn't be a musician. I've got too much friends that was into badness and violence and gang culture at that time. I would have just went with them. Like, why not? Like, that's what they're doing. You know what I mean? So I feel like without Newtown Community Centre, I would have swayed. 
Definitely. So, it's, it's, so to answer your question, sorry, it's very, very important that community centres are around. It, it stops a lot. It, it bridges. It bridges a lot of community. It bridges friends. I've got. I've made friends from those from those years that I still speak to now. You know what I mean? So, we need to get them back in, really, don't we? Really, the community centres. Put up a petition. Get them cracking them again. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, as someone who also grew up around community centres, that's where you hung out after school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're not outside, innit? You're inside, so yeah. you're not, like, you know how people would say you're just outside causing trouble? You're not. You're playing football, you're playing pool, you're playing table tennis. I was good at table tennis. I was good at table tennis, yeah. So were all those things influencing what you were um, writing about as a teenager? Nah, 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 nah. I didn't start talking about my life. It was all fabricated, fabricated, yeah, that's the word, until about 19, 20. Then I started talking about what's actually going on in my life. So how come it was fabricated then? I'm just a little kid, man. I was... So what what were you then? What were you sort of writing, rapping? Oh, just writing about how I'm the best MC in the world and no one can beat me and... (laughs) (laughs) And I'm, yeah, just bring it on. I'm ready for you, really. Like, that's all all my lyrics was about until I grew up a bit and realised there's more to music than competition. So we've got a bit of an insight into you growing up um, in Newtown. And um, what about family life now? You've talked about, you know, your kids being in the yeah. audience. I've met your yeah. other half as well earlier on. and yeah. met your mum and dad. Yeah. What is family life like for you now? Growing up, obviously, it was me, my mum, my dad, and my f- three brothers. Two of them live with me. The other one is uh, my dad's son, yeah? So growing up, it was just that. Every week, it was just that, through and throughout. And then I uh, moved out of my house when I was about 18. I moved to West Brom. And my dad's side, all my dad's side is from West Brom. Like, that's where they're from. So for years, I wasn't going over there or... I would borderline say I wasn't allowed to go there as well. Like, there was a... Like, my dad's side of the family, like, a bit more ruthless to my mum's side, so to speak. Yeah, that's, a, that's the right word to say, yeah? And uh, he didn't really want me around that, you know what I mean? So for years I didn't go, and then I got with a lady from West Brom, and she's very connected to West Brom, and I ended up being over there. So I ended up meeting my family anyway, seeing my family. And from 18, I didn't leave. I was just in West Brom for years until probably like 24. 25. But yeah, that's another story. We'll go, we'll go into that after. Oh, yeah. well, 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 so, so, but st- still in Brum or not? Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like more like round here. So like south side of Birmingham. So like Kings Heath, Kings Norton, Mosley. Place to hang. Yeah, you could say we that. We all yeah. do it. We yeah, all do it. We all that. do it, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I really love West Brom, you know. I'm not going to lie. Like, even though West Brom's not actually my home, West Brom is my home. It's like my family home, like my granddad and... They came here, like, to West Brom, you know what I mean, and done their thing. So even though I'm over here, and it's still Birmingham, so I still love it, but it's, West Brom is actually in my heart. I'm West I'm Brom. If you haven't been to West Brom, then you haven't lived, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Because, <laughs> no, it's true, though, isn't it? Because, you, like, you go down Soho Road, and it's, like, just... You're kind of... Depending, I guess, what background you are, but you're at home Mm. and you're in another world all at Mm, the same mm, time. mm, 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 mm. And I remember the first time I went to India and Mm. um, came off a train in Punjab Mm. and um, in in, um, Jalandhar, which is a city in Punjab, and I looked around me, I heard the sounds, looked at the cars and the Mm. beats going on, and I was Mm. like, that's why Soho Road 
It's like it is. Mm -hmm. It all made sense. <laughs> but it is. It's the, heart. Yeah, it's, it is, it, it is, it's it's the beating heart of yeah, our city. 100%. It brings so many cultures together. Mm. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I totally get your love for West Brom. And I will come back on to where you, you are now as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you you've alluded to it, so that you know, you've gone from sort of the northeast side of the city to the south side of the city. How has life changed for you? Is it, is it a contrast going from one to the other? Yeah, some, in some parts, yeah. Like, I've matured more as a, uh, as a man. So, like, before, as an older teen and young 20s, like, West Brom is all I wanted to be. Like, I just wanted to be my cousins and my brothers. And, like, I'm very, very respected in West Brom. Like, a bit more than Birmingham, believe it or not. Like, it's, it's serious over there. So, I would, I just didn't want to leave. I just wanted to be at home. But being over here, as I said, I've matured. And, like, I like privacy now. You know what I mean? I like family a lot more than I liked it before because I've got my own family now so yeah like where I am now is perfect if I'm going to be honest for now it's nice it's really important that isn't it though for it's your quiet own mental well. well-being yeah it's really quiet as well and yeah. my neighbours my neighbours are nice mm, my neighbours are how nice. important is it for you to have that balance between the the show lifestyle mm. and then that quiet family um, and looking after your own well-being it's, it's kind of uh, closing in. Like, we, we, when I moved, my next door neighbor, he, like about a week into it, he's like, I came outside, he's like, do you do music? Are you, what, are you taps on the map? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, my daughter, oh my gosh, my daughter. She won't stop talking about you. She's, she's gone to college, told everyone that she goes, she lives next door to Daps and Rap. I said, Joe, tell her, don't tell everyone that. It's, like, it's not that, you know what I mean? But it's kind of closing in now because before it was never, ever like that. And now it's sunny day, hearing Beautiful getting played next door and you're thinking, wow, how's, how am I getting played next door? Like, it's a bit mad. But it was far, be far apart before, but now... It's closing in, isn't it? Go into that, because I'm not, I'm not getting a complete sense of what you mean by that. Um, but it was so far apart before. Was, were you... Like, were I was a stranger, so to speak. I was just... I was... Uh, without, sound, without sounding arrogant, I was just a normal civilian. Now, I'm slowly becoming some, something else, someone else. You know what I mean? Because before, I wasn't having people playing my music next door to me. And, like turning it up full blast. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at, I'm looking at my partner, like, yo, this is so awkward, like. <laughs> and then you go outside, hi, Daps, you're right, Daps, you're right, mate, you're right. It's mad, it wasn't like that before, you know what I mean? So it's changing. I think I'm getting a bit more, I wouldn't say famous, but I'm climbing. Famous. Famous is when you, when I can't go outside, that's famous. Do you I, want I wanna, famous? I have a friend who is a bit more famous than me. And one time we went to uh, Manchester and he was getting stopped in Manchester. And I wasn't, I, like, they didn't know me. They, one of them even gave me the phone and said, can you take a picture? I was like, bro, <laughs> please, bro, please, please, bro, please, like, please. But my friend, he is really famous, yeah. And there was one time when I said, do I even want this, like this? Like, it's a lot, man. Yo, can I take a picture, can I take a picture, can I take a picture, can I do it? Like, 24-7, no matter where you go. You know what I mean? Like, so, I went through a stage where I didn't want it because I felt like I wouldn't be able to live the life that I live, like my kids, like my partner, like I can't go anywhere. But now, I'm, I'm ready to embrace it now because 
now I look at it differently. I don't look at it as fame anymore. Whereas before I used to look at it like being famous, yeah, fame. Now, I'm so focused on what I got to do musically that I haven't really got time to think about where my fame level is, so to speak. I'm just trying to crack on. And that's an interesting concept, isn't it? Because quite a lot of people will go into the game to be well known and not yeah. just about the music. Yeah, like me, when I was a little boy, it? Like, that's, what I wanted. that's what I came in the game for, to, to get that dopamine, so to speak, you know what I mean? But as you grow up, I've realised now, like, if I don't put out a tune, then there's no money coming in, and now I can't buy him trainers, and I can't, I can't look after my kids, I can't look after my partner, like, I can't do anything, because I don't have another job. You know what I mean? Like, this is all I do. So, there's sometimes when you'll have a good month and you'll be on your feet, like, everything's on me, and there's some months when, when you're not, it's not like that, and you have to uh, relay on saved resources, you know what I mean? And, Give thanks for crypto, bloody hell! Like I would, I would. Uh, it I don't would, get it would be different. It would be different. It would be different <laughs> about that. But yeah, like this is what I'm saying. Like, music's it's so, it's so much of a gamble. It's not guaranteed, especially at my level. I feel like, I feel like you've got the bottom level. I feel like you've got the top level, and I feel like I'm here. So, it can easily go there, and it's so hard to go there, and I have to crack on because it's detrimental now. So fame's not really important anymore. It comes with it, which is great, but I don't really care about it no more because I need to crack on because it's serious now. Otherwise, I need to get a job, innit? <laughs> because yeah. how, like, when it comes to rent day and when it comes to bills day and when it comes to shopping day, when it comes to gas and electric day, council tax day, see what I'm saying? Like, it's, I'm in the real world now, so like, uh, yeah, I have to crack on, innit? And the thing is, you bring this into your music. Yeah, I try you to. You keep it as real as possible, try don't to. you? Um, and you know, one of the things that I've noticed is, and that I really like and I kind of understand a little bit, is that sometimes you have to withdraw yourself from it to get back into it in the most creative verse that you can, yeah, yeah. in the creative way that you can. Yeah. Um, how important is it for you to have that um, reality check every now and again on, you know what, got to just take some time out to come back in? Well, a lot of the times, my time out hasn't been deliberate. My time out has been like, borderline depression because I'll give you an example okay so I drop a video today but that video I've had to go studio I've had to record the track I've had to mix the track down I've had to go London to get it mastered I've had to go and link up with uh, my director Ellie to film the video and I've got to pay her obviously and now it's time to release the video okay cool you press send release the video Come on, let's do good, let's do good. And then you look at it tomorrow and it's not doing what you want it to do. You're stuck. What do you do? What, what can you do now? It's out to the people. You can promote it more. You can try and keep promoting it, but it's done. And when you put your blood, sweat and tears into it, it's not as easy to just move on to the next one. Yeah, right, next one. Because in 10 days, you're going to have a fan. Yeah, that's where's the new tunes, bro. Where's the new tunes, fam? And you just have to keep delivering. But what about that one? What about that one? Like, are we just going to leave it? Do we just carry on? And it's very hard to take the emotion out and just use the head because in music, you have to use the head. Otherwise, the emotions can overtake you because sometimes it's not all rosy. Sometimes it's hard. So, I give, like, uh, I, did, I did actually drop a video last week, Sunday, and two days into the video coming out, it was on, like, about 3,000 views and... 
I, I just took it really bad. I didn't, I, I didn't like that. I felt like I should have been more. Uh, Spotify, it's doing amazing mm. things. Radio, it's getting played on radio a lot. And YouTube, what's going on with YouTube? Man? How come it's... But I had to shake it off because normally that would have ruined me. And normally that would have been like, oh, the next tune's coming out four months' time because I'm so in my feelings over that tune that didn't go right. That I'm scared now to go out again. I'm scared, like, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? And I had to shake that off because over the years, I feel like that's what slowed me down. I feel like if I just battled on throughout all of the anxiety, throughout all of the feelings, throughout all of the emotions, I would have been in a different place to where I am now. But it's a lesson learned. And to answer your question, you just have to crack on because you can't involve emotion. You've got to give emotion through the track, but once it's out, you've got to just treat it like, yeah, next parcel. My, my good friend says, yo, next parcel, next parcel, next parcel, that's next parcel. And I, I hear that. It is that. You know what I mean? I can't think of it as just, oh yeah, but I'm talking about my daughter and I've got a tune and it's got my son and my dad in the video and it hasn't done what it needed to do and that's just upset me now because I'm pouring my heart, I'm giving you my life, I'm giving you my personal experiences, like, you're not giving me yours. Like, so I had to get out of that mode and get into mind over matter because it's a very emotional game, this music game, it's not easy. It's, Survival of the fittest, so to speak. Spoken so candidly and so honestly, thank you very much for, for right. doing yeah. that. I'm because actually, person. I think that's really important for people to hear, especially yeah. up and coming artists, mm. because they'll be in that place you were when you were 14 and 18, and yeah. now that you're a, you know, mature in, yeah. in, in age, if you don't mind yeah, saying, yeah. but also in experience, yeah, yeah. they need to hear that. We all go through it, man. Like, we all go through it. My partner's a musician. She, she goes through it. She's having her own she's battles. She's beautiful, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is her. Yeah. That is, she's beautiful. As tell everyone here right now, Beautiful is her song. It's just got my name on it. And the reason why I say that is because she had that song for about eight months before I'd done anything to it. And we used to listen to it in the car. I said, Fee, what are you doing with this song? What are you doing with this song? Oh, I don't know, I don't know. I just, Fee, what are you doing with this song? Like, it's just a chorus. It's just a chorus at that time. Like, I'm saying, Fee, what are you doing? So the chorus would come in and then the tune would drop and I'm just, oh man, Fee. Pass it over here, I'll take it. You stay on the chorus, I'll take it. Don't worry about it. Because you can't let this tune go to waste and then beautiful happens. So and I, it is beautiful. It is her song, if I'm gonna be honest. Gorgeous. I, I love it. Gave her a little piggy bank really because you, you, so like is she one of your influences? Who's who's influenced you the most? Wow, what a question. Uh you know, because it is it's kind of like a family affair, because when you see your videos, you can see yeah, that you've got your slightly, family in there. Slightly you've got your mates and, 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 and I struggle to and I struggle to embrace that as well struggled very, very much so, because they're my prized possessions. And as I said to you before, you know what I mean? Like, I'm giving you everything. Like, some things I'm trying to hold back. I'm not really trying to show everything, but I realized that my kids and my woman, so to speak, is actually what they want to see. You know what I mean? That's, that's the real Daniel. That's Daniel, that's not even Daps on a map, that's Daniel, so they want to see that. And because I don't talk on Twitter every day and I don't, Instagram where I am every five minutes, like, you're not gonna know what I'm doing. So I realize I have to show, I have to show a lot. So my family, I show them now, I mean, I embrace it now. So are they your biggest influence or have you got somebody else? They're, they're one of them, they're one of them. My biggest influence is probably gotta, it's gotta, it's gotta be a musician. It's gonna be either Skepta or Kano. Simply because those two guys in the game, like, they really done that to me, you know what I mean? Come on, little bro, come on. 
this is what you do, this is what you don't do. I would say them, even one of them, okay. Kano, Kano. Cause I went on tour with him and I learned so much. He told me, he goes, when you're on stage, if you want them to make noise, say, make some noise at the end. Don't say, make some noise. So I'll give you an example. How's everyone doing today? Make some noise. Then they'll make some noise. And then you say, but don't do. Make some noise if you're feeling good. Don't do that because as soon as you say make some noise, they're going to make some noise and make some noise over what you've just said. So the feeling good part's gone, yeah? Because they can't hear it because they've made noise. And he told me that. And just something so simple as that. Yeah, Kano, Kano, Kano's the biggest one. He, he taught me a lot of valuable gems. Breathing techniques. And like, I think best performer that I've ever seen as well. Be like his clarity is it's, it's ridiculous. He's really good, man. So do you Give take a little bit of all of them on stage with you when you? Sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes, like I like Skepta's persona. He reminds me of my cousin. I've, I've got a cousin. Unfortunately, he's in he's in jail right now. But the way Skepta moves is exactly like that guy, and that's what I like about Skepta. You know, what I mean, I always tell him when I see him, Yo, you remind me of my cousin so bad, bro. Like the way you move, so confident. You move like an alpha male. I can't <laughs> explain it, man. Like you move like a man's man. You know what I mean? And I like that, so. Yeah, I, I draw inspiration from a lot of people, but I would say them two will be the most in the music game. So can you remember your first gig um, without having the benefit of the great influences of all these guys? Uh, um, what was that like? The first, well, the first, first gig, oh my gosh. I can remember it, but I can't remember where it was. Oh, uh, right. It's more about how did you feel that first I gig? I think it was a hippodrome. Like, I think it was a small room in there. How did I feel? Nervous. Mm. Very nervous, very anxious at the time, but very excited as well. Like, it sounds, it sounds coming from how I've just been speaking about this music, it's like it's a tedious game. It is, but it also has a lot of highs as well. Mm. It has a lot of highs, like feelings that only like my kids could replicate. Like, it's mad, so. It's not, all, it's not all doom and gloom, so to speak. But my first performance, I was, it was probably about 50 to 60 people. And I loved it. It was 2012 or 13, I think. I think it was that. Yeah. And how does that compare then now when you're performing at your huge gigs with uh, your fans? Well, due to COVID, we haven't had a lot, but- well, Of course. You know what I mean? But, uh, the last show I did, it was a big, big show. It was at Maid Festival. In, it was in West Brom as well, ironically enough. So I was on Gas Mark 10. I was, really, I was moving like Super Mario that day. You know, when you get some mushroom, bloop, yeah. bloop, bloop, and it goes up. <laughs> moving like that, you get me? So uh, that was an amazing show. There's about 5,000 people there, at least. And a lot of them knew my songs and singing back. And, that was, that's what, as I'm saying, like the high level, it's sometimes as artists as well, you have come downs because it's actually like a drug. Like the dopamine, the, the, the high, that feeling is like a drug. And then two days later, three days later, because you're not on the Made Festival anymore and you're picking up Ishmael from school and you're taking Zen to nursery and you're back to normal life. It can sometimes, sometimes wear you down make you feel depressed, make you feel sad, like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing this no more, like, I need to go back on stage, I need to get back out there, you know what I mean? Sometimes it can do that, because the height is so high, Yeah. it's so high, you know what I mean, so. On those days, you know, two days after a gig, when you're back to your normal life yeah. and you have to 
yeah. I frankly put the bins out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually do yeah, that. Yeah, you well. have to do yeah, that. Do. We all do that. do that. We all do that. It's not cool <laughs> looking, but we all do that. Um, what, what's your coping mechanism? Coping mechanism. I have a little smoke every now and again, you know, a little puff, you know, a little drink, you know, you know what I mean? I just chill. Like, I have to chill now. I can't, I can't be uh, so pressed and pressured at the fact that music's not going on every day. Because it actually is going on every day. Like, if I'm not writing, something's going on. Someone's heard my song. Someone news heard, found me. Someone, I've got to look at it like that now. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're, we want Grammys every day, innit? But it's not going to work like that. So I have to pick my moments now. And nowadays, because I'm starting to realise, like, this level isn't going to last forever. Like, I'm about to explode. Like, I can feel it. This mediocre level is not going to last forever. So I need to make the most of my opportunities with my children and my partner because soon I'm going to be dying for it. I'm going to be dying to just play football with Ishmael and watch him play football on a Friday or see what Zen's doing, see what Leah's doing. I'm, I'm going to be, like, craving for it soon. Yeah, it's in abundance now. But, so I've got to make the most of it because it's not going to last forever. And I've got a show in Amsterdam and I've got a show in Prague and I've got a show in Paris and I've got a show in Frankfurt. They're not always going to be there and I'm going to want them there. So I've got to make the most of it now, really, innit? You know, coming on to your music a little bit, loads of people obviously have heard your music, know what you're about, but how would you describe your music? You know, I, I've seen descriptions um, ranging from grime to rap to soulful. Grime and B. It's grime and R&B like that. That's what I would say. It's that, innit? It's that, man. It's that, man. It's that, man. Crime and B, 100%. Because I sing, I sing letters, basically, that the guy would want to say to the girl, but he's a bit too macho to tell her, so he can't tell her, but he wants to tell her. And I also speak for the guys as well who don't necessarily have to be uh, robbers or gang members or drug dealers or anything like that. They can just actually have an honest living and just do something that they love and follow a dream, so to speak, and chipping away at that, at that wall, you know what I mean? Like, I speak for them as well, so I would say that's the grime side and the R&B side is the R&B side, so grime and B. I, I, I came up with that title about three weeks ago and I've been running with it ever since. I like it, man. I, I wasn't like expecting it. Man. it. I, I like it, man. Grime and B, man. Grime and B. I have to say, um, I think one of the most beautiful things about your music is that it's the soul that you bring yeah. in. And yeah. that soul brings in a real appreciation for everyday yeah. life. It's a reggae influence. It's a reggae influence. That's where that, that's where that soulness came from. And that, I would say that's, that's my dad's doing that, is because my dad used to, he used to have records, Garnet Silk, Luciano, all the classic. Sanchez, all the classic reggae superstars. He used to play them religiously, especially Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, on his little vinyls and that. And he didn't realize what that was doing to me, but that was like embedding culture and like soul into my music years down the line. So yeah, that's where it comes from. The soulness is, is like a reggae influence, if I'm gonna be honest. I went to Jamaica the other day, and, uh, Just like that, the other day. No, I did see your yeah, pictures in Jamaica. Yeah, I went to Jamaica the other day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, making me, you're making me out like I'm like some big, 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 big superstar. It's not that yet, yeah. But we did go to Jamaica, yeah. yeah. Had a nice little time, saved our little pennies, went to Jamaica, yeah. And I needed that. 
I didn't even realize that I needed it, but I really, really needed it. Like my, my, my uh, brothers used to always go to Jamaica all the time. Dan, you coming, you coming? Nah, man, I don't want you to like, paying for me, man. When I, can, when I can pay for myself, I'll come. So I didn't go for years. And the first time I went, I was 17. And the second time I went, I was 17 years older. So going at 34 and looking at the whole country, different, like, that is my home for real, for real. I know, I know I'm UK, but Jamaica is actually my home for real, for real. Like, that is my place. And all of the soul and all of the influence that I have from there that I use over here, it just magnified times 10 when I was over there because I realized, oh, this is where it comes from. Like, I didn't realize, don't say a word. Do you know how much people were saying don't say a word out in Jamaica? Like, it's just normal. But I'm over here saying, yeah, don't say a word. They're like, don't say a word, don't say a word. But they just say that like it's normal. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this, <laughs> this, is, where, this is where it's come from. This is where all of this has come from. And it was just an eye-opener because you feel like it's, it's you, and it? But it's not. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. The influence is bigger than you. And uh, I went home to the influence and it's kind of like charged me up, so to speak. I feel like a Jewish bunny right now. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> It does Serious. something about that, doesn't it? Land of your ancestors roots you. Yeah, man. I, I know I haven't been to... I've got to go twice a year now. Do Sorry. You? Yeah, I have to now. I have and to. Do you, do you um, when you're out there, in terms of, like, bringing the... Because the mu music out in Jamaica's, you know, moved on and evolved, evolved yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you bring that back back here and put it into music? I've said... I've said I've, I'm, writing, I'm writing a song right now. Well, it's not a song. It's like I'm having a little venture. And I talk about Jamaica in there, so... I do try and bring some of their influence back, but I think it just, it didn't necessarily influence me musically, it just influenced me in my life. Like, like for example, in Jamaica, they don't have a lot, like, like a, a place like this, if this was in Jamaica, this would be like a five-star hotel right now. Serious, all-inclusive, everything. This place, yeah, it would be something like that. Mm. And in Jamaica, they don't have a lot. And when I was, uh, my, I got a friend out there and I called him and he, he met me at the hotel and we went to, you got Duns River Falls, which is like a famous waterfall that you can walk up and climb up. I, I done that as well, that was amazing. But then you have another one that the natives go to, and it's called Little Duns River. And I went there with my Adidas trainers, my Adidas socks, my North Face t-shirt, my North Face bottoms, matching and catching, thinking, yeah. And everyone's looking at me like I'm a ghost. I was like, nah, man, I'm not feeling this. I took off my shoes, took off my socks. And I said, yeah, man, let me move like the natives, man, because this is who I am, really. Let me move, I'm not trying to move like I'm some big, famous stush guy. Let me just move normal. And that was just amazing. Like, it was beautiful. So, uh, so that's, that inspired me in that way, and it? Like, I, I had an Arsenal top that I took down there and I was moaning to my partner saying, yo, I haven't, I haven't bought the new one. Like I bought my daughter and my son and my daughter's got a new one and I don't have the new one. And she's saying, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. Like it's calm. Don't worry about it. And me and my son was playing football and uh, two uh, guys who uh, work at the hotel, they was like, yo, Arsenal, Arsenal. So I turned around. He said, yo, when you leaving? I said, Wednesday. He said, you can't leave your jersey. Can't leave your jersey. I was like, what? Have it. Me doing that, just me doing that, I didn't even realize who I'd done it to. Like, that geezer who I'd done that to is like one of the most known 
famous biggest guys in Ochi Rios, yeah? And, he, and he's, he's always messaging me now on, on Instagram saying, Yo, when you come back, when you come back, we're going everywhere, we're going everywhere. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got a new friend now. You know what I mean? Just from giving him my last season's Arsenal talk. What? He, he like valued that so much. He valued that so much. And even my, my, my uh, Fee was saying to me, yo, you're going to give him? I was like, what? The top that was moaning about on the way here. Yeah, you can have it, man. Have it. So as I said, they don't have everything. So they, he was so grateful for that. So grateful. He didn't care that it was not this season, last season. He didn't care. Like He was just grateful for it. And it humbles you, and it? It makes you realize that, yo, like, does it matter? Is it that important? Look how happy this guy was. He don't care. He's not thinking about what you're thinking about. I think, you know when you go on system update on your phone? I was just updating my system, man. That's what I've done. I, everything's different now. Like, a lot of things don't even matter no more. So I'm getting a sense that you've sort of emerged after a time of, if you don't mind me saying, deep depression. Yeah, well, it didn't, it didn't last. It didn't last long. Let's not. Yeah, but deep, not. deep isn't about yeah. duration, is it? Deep is about the, the depth of where you take yourself and 018, then reemerge. Oh, eighteen to nineteen, I was fully, 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 fully down. And then twenty twenty, moving forward, I've been, I've been back, man. I've been back. Sometimes you have your little moments when you slip, and two days you're just down and that. But like, I don't, I can't. It can't last long. You know how blessed I am. How blessed I am, man. It's blessed. Like, got kids, got woman, got career, got little dollars in my pocket. Like, like what do what else do I want? What else do you need? Like, yeah, you want to be Jay Z, but bro, Jay Z don't even have what you have, so to speak, in certain aspects. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I was, a, I was very ungrateful beforehand. I'm not like that no more. What's the worst thing, and what's the best thing about being an artist? The worst thing is feeling like you failed, I would say. Even though you probably haven't, you know. Like, the worst thing is feeling like you failed. Like, uh, Fee yesterday, she had a performance here. And it's the first performance that I was able to watch her because normally when she's performing, I'll just watch the kids because obviously, who's gonna watch the kids? So I don't really see her perform. So this time her dad was watching the kids. So she's excited, Dan, you're gonna watch me today. You're gonna watch me. She was like gassed. And she didn't, in her head, she didn't have a good show. She come off nearly in tears, like, oh, it wasn't good. And you should have came to the other one. And I was like, Fee, you're gonna do plenty more shows. I'm gonna come to plenty more shows. I'm gonna see you perform again. Better than how you're performing now. You're gonna smash it. Just relax, it's cool. But she felt like she failed. And that feeling is the worst feeling as an artist to have, even if you haven't, just having that feeling, it's horrible. Uh, I would say the best feeling is getting a call from your manager saying that X, someone wants to give you X amount of money to do something that you would have done for free. Yeah, no, that matters though, doesn't it? Because you, well, of course <laughs> you have to. You've got to, you've got to pay your bills. That's, that's it, man. Yeah, but, <laughs> and, and, uh, but bills aside, I would have done it for free anyway because I love what I'm doing, innit? And then you're just putting some zeros at the end of it now. But actually... That's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah, man. And, and, and in your music, that comes through loud and clear that it's not yeah. just about the passion, the hobby, yeah. it's actually making a living out yeah. of it. And there's yeah. a difference between mm. following your, yeah. your passion and actually being yeah. able to um, monetize it. Monetize your passion, yeah, yeah. yeah man. And, and, you know, I was going to ask you, like, how has your life benefited from your music? Is, is the financial aspect the biggest yeah, benefit? Yeah, or? yeah 100%, 100%. Like, as I said, like, I'm probably playing down my position only because I've seen the level, like the level, like the top level, like 
I've seen it and I've seen what that is like. So I'm probably playing down what I'm doing, but I shouldn't because it's not a joke. I, I'm good sometimes. A lot of the time I'm good musically, you know what I mean? Financially good. So it's amazing, but because I've seen the highest level, yeah. I'm always trying to go to that level. And it like, if I have a good month, I know many are making four times more. So I'm up at 4 a.m. writing fours because I know many are making four times more. Can I ask you something? Um, might be a bit personal, but what matters to you more, making it big and having a load of dollar for a little bit of time or being around for longer and consistent? Well, it depends though, man, because I can't be out here forever. You know what I mean? I can't be out here forever. Like, I want, I'm, I'm looking to get involved in my son's career, man. He's going to be a footballer, man. Like, like he's, you know, he's really good. So I want to get involved in that. I can't be that sort of forever. Like, so to answer your question, it's in the middle. The dollars, I need the dollars as soon as possible because I can't be doing this forever. But at the same time, it would be nice to uh, have that longevity, legendary status from the city that you're from and you're 50 years old and you're, you're just singing songs now. You're not rapping no more. You're just singing and you've got people coming out and queuing at that age. Yeah, that would be great, man. But There is like, no but. Do I, I want to still do that at that age? Like, this is what I'm saying. My, my daughter, my daughter's going to be in her 20s when I'm 50. I had my daughter when I was 21. So my daughter, when I'm 50, she'll be 31. I think so. 30? I'm rubbish at maths. 30? No, 29. 29, she'll be 29. What? She's got kids, man. You she's said it out. Here. She's, she's, <laughs> she's, like, she's like a big woman at that age. Do I still want to be daps on the map at that age? I don't know. I get a feeling that you will I'll probably. You know what I'd want to do, if, if I'm going to be honest? I'd rather manage daps on the map. The next one. Right, okay. Yeah, man, like so, him, and I'll be able to really, like, I'll be able to help him, or her, whoever that is. I would want to do that, rather than being the guy who's, nah, I'd rather be sitting at the, at the side. Yeah, all right, cool, that show was good. You know what you done wrong? You know what you done right? Come on, let's, let's, I'd rather be that guy. After a while. Because I feel like I've got a lot of good energy to give someone trying to do what I've been trying to do. So I'm going to look out for you hitting it big first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then bringing up the next Brummy. What's about my 15 artist, minutes? Yeah, yeah man. Um, the scene here in Birmingham. Yeah. When you say grime, yeah. the, everyone thinks of London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of Nottinghamshire as well. I think Nottingham Ooh. sometimes gets a little bit of a. I think Birmingham's feature. second. I think Go Birmingham's on. second. Ta give, us, give us a sense I think of the Birmingham's scene. Second. It, it, it's it's Manchester, hasn't it? Manchester's big. Yeah. Manchester's yeah. got some big stars as well. Yeah, it's got some big stars. But I, f I would say Birmingham's definitely, definitely just like its city status. It's the second, uh, it's got the second biggest artist in regards to like London's got the first. Birmingham, you've got some big artists in Birmingham, man. Like, definitely some artists who can retire their mom. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of dollars, so. And what I really like is that you, in your videos, always show off Birmingham. How important is it for you yeah. as a homeboy to be doing that? Yeah, it's important. Sometimes I get, I get told not to do it so much, believe it or not. Like, don't rep the city as much as you're repping the city because the biggest artists that you know got big after they left the city. A lot of the time I get told that, but I feel like Birmingham's just, because like, I've actually seen a lot of Birmingham as well. Like, there's people in here now who probably haven't even been to West Brom like that. You know what I mean? I've then been to Kings Norton. I've then been to Tysley. I've then been to Aston. I've then been to, like, I've, 
I think I've seen every single area in Birmingham, even Hollywood. I've been Hollywood, mate. Like, <laughs> I've been everywhere in Brum, yeah? So, like, I really love the city because of what I've experienced, what I've been through, and it's helped me, innit? Like, when, before London got involved, Birmingham was rooting for me. London got involved in 2015. I'd done a song with my daughter, and it changed everything. But before that, Birmingham was rooting for me. So I got Birmingham. They're definitely here, 100%. I'm going to leave it at that because that is a really <laughs> positive vibe to leave about the Thanks, city. Man. Loving Thank it. You. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for your time. Thank you guys for Thank you listening guys. to me. <laughs> On Record in Conversation is produced by Siobhan Stevenson for the Birmingham Music Archive and presented by Birmingham 2022 Festival with the generous support of Arts Council England and the National Lottery Heritage Fund. Oh.